forever. Dog. Broadcasting live from the Forever Dog Studios in downtown Hollywood, Los Angeles, California, America. It's the new New Time podcast in the style of old, old time radio, The Thrilling Adventure Hour, Treasury. The sponsors of today's show are ZipRecruiter.com and Keeps Hair Loss Treatment. And now, on with the show. on everybody's lips, whatever happened to Amelia Earhart? The answer in nobody's ears, America's soaring sweetheart faked her disappearance at sea in order to serve in the American Victory Commission's covert division as their top secret one-woman Air Force. Now, Amelia Earhart, the fearless flyer, traverses time in her Lockheed Electra in the name of truth, liberty, and the American way. Commission to Agent Earhart. Reading you loudest and clearest, ABC. Your timing's perfect. Just finished cleaning up that little Messer Schmidt over the Silk Road. Blasted him into the Stone Age. Shot him down and then sent him plummeting into the active volcano in the Stone Age we used to get rid of time jumpers and their tech to keep them from falling into the wrong century's hands. That's the long version. Short version is mission accomplished. What say I swing home and you and I put our feet up for an hour or two? Feet all the way down for now. I need you back in Egypt, 49 B.C., in two shakes of a sphinx's tail. Seems like I was just back in Pyramid City last month. We got a coded signal from our special ancient special agent, sending you coordinates now. Sure the poor kid isn't just longing for a little more adventure? The kind of action that follows me around in advance through history? You sure she doesn't just want another go-round in the Lockheed Electra? 
The code was Bast's nightgown. The cat's pajamas? That's serious! Initiating time hole sequence! Amelia! Be careful. You know me, Abs. I sure do. So be careful. <laughs> You're a regular George Burns. Say over and out, Gracie. Over and out. Meanwhile, almost 2,000 years ago in Alexandria, Egypt... Hey there, Cleopatra. What's the rumpus? Amelia Earhart, thank Doth you're here. Alexandria's teeming with 20th century German soldiers. Hey, is this your place? Nice digs. I knew ancient Egyptians didn't live in pyramids, but I always suspected they secretly did. Smaller house-sized pyramids. But this is nice. Palatial, but not too much. Centered around a courtyard full of flowers, fruits, and vegetables. Nice courtyard. Smells like the countryside. One piece of decor has me curious. Who's this woman, and why is she gagged and chained up? This is Baroness Vilma Schnicht, Tigress of the Rhine. That's Vilma Schnicht. As far as I've heard, she's one of their best, by which I mean one of their worst, by which I mean relentless, unstoppable, and cunning. She's undefeated. I've been dying for a shot at her, and here you've got her hanging on the wall like a calendar? Remind me to get you a cap so we can put a feather in it, kid. Not only is everything you said about her true, but she's responsible for the German time incursion, the German soldiers, and a German brazen attempt to steal crowns of great power from my high priests. That sounds like just what Vilma would... I'm sorry, are you saying crowns or crowns? What's that now? Well, some people pronounce them the same. You mean princess headgear like your tiara there or children's collar sticks. The former. You see, these crowns... <laughs> now I, I can't not hear crowns. Sorry. Each crown contains a manifestation of the powers of one of our gods. Suffering suffragettes. You guys have so many gods. Over 200. Would you like a cold glass of water? Crown of Kibetchet. Chili? Use the crown of Amhe to create a lake of fire. Pass and very pass. What does the one you've got on do? This is the crown of Geb, god of the earth, the ground. I'm using it to amass a mummy army who will help us overpower the German soldiers. I've got this crown for you here. Not really my style, thanks. This is the crown of Newt, Geb's twin sister, goddess of the sky. Go on. Thought you'd like that. You'll fly under your own power as if in your plane, but it will just be you, like a bird with a gun. Imagine that. You won't have to imagine it. Here, we haven't much time. Take it. Mm, pass. But... Save it, sister. Who are you and what have you done with Cleopatra? Have you lost your mind? I haven't, is why I'm sure you're an imposter. But... Don't let's do this dance. I'm bored of the music and I can't stand a partner won't let me lead. It's me, Amelia. Cleopatra, how can I prove it? You'd know how if you were really her, and you'd still be left-handed. And you wouldn't let me get away with calling your guys ancient Egyptians, and frankly, there'd be more going on behind your eyes. How'd you get the drop on her, you dirty, I'm assuming, Nazi? You used time travel to cheat? Yeah, you must have. Fine. Fine. I'm Vilma Schnicht, and I would encourage you not to shoot me for the following reasons. A small army of mummies. Fresh mummies. You'd better run, because when I'm through with these tightly wrapped thugs, I'll knock you back into your own body the hard way. Take that. And you, take that. And you, you take that. You know what? Why don't you just take one and pass them? No, I gotta give one to each of you? 
Fine, have it your way. Can't promise it's not going to be fun. For me. For Petunia's sake, there's too many of these bandage cases. I'll just shoot the host and see if that doesn't end the party. You're aiming your gun at this body? Don't make me shoot it. Hand over that crown. You would shoot your friend's body. She'd do the same for me if a Nazi were steering it. Crown, now. Fine. Okay, now. Back down, mummies. Have a seat, why don't you? No, don't don't surround her. What are, what are you doing? Why isn't it working? Because it isn't the right crown. Learn to read hieroglyphics, American. Get out of the way, mummies. I can't get a shot at her. For your information, you were wearing the crown of Geb, but that doesn't control them. And now, as I've done once before, I don the crown of Newt and invoke its power. The power of twins and twinning. Thus switching our bodies. Great Wall of China, I'm looking at myself! You wouldn't fall for my plan, so you fell for my contingency plan. You lousy. Hey, hands off, mummies. What are you doing? How are you controlling them? I mentally ordered them to hold Cleopatra's body before I transferred our consciousnesses. Now I'll just take the ring of Anubis off of you. That's what controls them, by the way. Crowns don't control the mumsies. I do. Mumsies? Nazi, Nazi mummies. mummies. Yes, of course. And now I, Baroness Vilma Schnicht, Tigress of the Rhine, have your body, Amelia Earhart. Soon I will have your plane, your time travel capabilities, your American Victory Commission's trust, your American Victory Commission, and then your country. But first, I have your gun. Be careful with that. Annie Oakley gave it to me. Then the hole it puts you in will be all the more historic, but not as historic as the headlines will be. Amelia Earhart revealed to be alive as she opens fire on the Liberty Bell, the Statue of Liberty, and every baseball and apple pie she can shoot. That is... Devilish. Way too long for a newspaper headline. Yeah, well, that will be the editor's problem. And America's. Over my dead body. No, not yours, just the one you're in. Say goodbye to yourself, Amelia Earhart. Give me liberty or give me death. I'm giving... Don't you understand? I'm giving you death. I wasn't talking to you. It might be Annie Oakley's gun, but I souped it up with some 31st century ordnance. It's voice activated. That's the override code. Wait till you see what it fires. You know what? I'll show you. See, I figure if you're in my body and I'm in Cleo's body, Cleo must be in your body. Take care of those chains, Annie Jr. What? Good girl, gun of mine. Cleo, you okay? Filthy desecrator. Off me. Ah! Stop it, you wildcat. That's not how you use my body. I'll... You are like unto a dung beetle minus the admirable work ethic. How dare you turn the mystical science of my people to your wicked, hateful, ignorant aims? Stop it. Ow! Get her, Cleo. I'm getting her. You might want to do something about the mummies that have you. Mumsies. The dead of my land do not ascribe to the vile politics of yours. They do if I tell them to. Mumsies, grab them and kill them. Wring their necks. Hey, two can play that game. Annie Jr., take out the ring of Anubis, but not the finger underneath it. They're still coming! The only thing I'm better at than plans are contingencies. You shot the controller without a countercommand. Your famed impetuousness is finally going to get you killed by mumsies. My citizens would never kill their queen, no matter how dead or mind-controlled. I can use that. Oh, you mummies, look at my face. I'm your queen. No matter what a ring might tell your brains to do, this wolf in a different wolf's clothing isn't the pharaoh of you. I am. Don't let this desecrator brainwash or wash whatever it is you've got in those heads. I think it's flowers. Dead or alive, or only kind of, you are now and have always been red-blooded Amer... 
Egyptian patriots. Yeah, good. You've got their attention. Keep going. You weren't made for goose shuffling on some dictator's say-so. You were born to live free in a democratic society of the people. Not exactly. By the people. No, for the people. Of, by, and for the pharaoh. Me. Really, just me. Where any kid could grow up to be president and... Oh, we don't have those. Any Ptolemy could grow up to be pharaoh. Do you want to do this? Sorry, you're doing great. Mummies, if you were supposed to take orders from anyone, it was whoever's wearing this royal and really good-looking, well-moisturized body and not some stupid, ancient... Contemporary. Artifact. And this body says, stand down, back off, and start thinking about forming a more perfect empire where all mummies are created equal and endowed with certain inalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You did it, Amelia. They're shambling off to pursue happiness, one assumes. Fantastic. Now get that crown back on my head so we can get back in our own bodies. Not so fast. You're not the only ones who know how to think. Give me liberty or... No. The code changes. If you try the same code, it's booby-trapped. You'd have been shot dead, and who knows if I'd be able to switch back. Good thing this body kicks real good. Thanks for noticing, Amelia. I noticed last time I was here when you kicked that ubermensch into that quicksand. I noticed you noticed. Thanks for noticing. You know what else my body is good for? Hey, you gave me an idea. You know what this body is good for? I have some ideas. I like what you're thinking, Cleo, but not what you're thinking, Vilma. Cleo, look out! She's running away! I've got your gun! Shoot her, Cleo! If she gets to my plane, America's sunk! I can't pull the trigger, Amelia! That's sweet of you, kid, but you've got to. The whole future hangs in the balance. No, you've still got the trigger voice locked. Right! Annie Jr., shoot Amelia Earhart to wound! This hurts a lot. <laughs> what are you laughing about? A few things. One, shoot to wound. We're in a history book. Do you think they could survive a gunshot wound here? Or do you think you could fly back to the 20th century in time to save this body? You just killed your body, Amelia Earhart, and you just killed yourself because I'm truly laughing at my failsafe, the scepter of Isis. Which, with but a thought, can undo any crown magic or canopic jaw magic, but is helpless against most ring magic. It's 50-50 on sarcophagus magic. Depends on the deity. Point is, we're back in our bodies, and you just gave yours a death sentence. Shoot to wound. Amelia, hang in there. I'm fading, kid, and fast. I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. But you do. Amelia! I'm Vilma Schnicht, and what Amelia Earhart heard was the truth. I'm one of the best, unstoppable, undefeated. I had plans as Byzantine as an empire. This result was one of my favorite contingencies. Without you to stand in my way, Amelia Earhart, I'll burn down Egypt, and then I'll do the same to America. And then, I don't know, Belgium, just because. Not so fast. Cleopatra, that gun won't shoot, and Earhart is too busy dying to activate it. I have scepters to invoke and crowns to wear that you wouldn't believe. Unless you want to burn in a lake of fire as I put your guts one by one into jars for 40 days and 40 nights before I finally let you die, you'll get out of my way and stay out. 
You'd be right if you were right, but you're not. Those weren't Amelia's last words. They were the disarm code to her gun. Contingency this, you lousy Nazi! Ugh! Dead. Now to keep you from the same fate. Amelia? <coughs> Amelia? Amelia! Amelia. Oh, what? Where am I? Palm frond fans? Linen silk? Is this... Feels like me. My face. Ow, my... Bandages? Oh, jeez, am I dead and mummy? What gives? Cleo? Morning, sleepyhead. You're safe in the royal bedchamber. No, sit up slow or you'll pull out the stitches. Here, tiny little sip. Stitches? Wait, is this a, a drinking straw? What in the name of all that's anachronistic is going on? It's a reed. They grow all over the place here, and we use them for a lot of things, including drinking and also surgical tools. Surgical? My royal physician's got the bullet out, clean the wound, stitch you up. You'll be fine if you keep those bandages on for a week or so. They're soaked in antibiotics. You're sure you didn't time cheat? That sounds almost exactly like real medicine. You know we invented that, right? My guys do brain surgery, set broken bones, all kinds of stuff. Huh. Live and learn, I guess. You know... When I heard you'd reached out, I thought it might be because you missed me. Because, well, I missed you. I know. <laughs> Let me ask you this. You have all these crowns with immense power. The powers of the gods. And yet you never seem to wear one. Why is that? I don't need their power. Got my own. I'm Cleopatra. Your ace is in a fight and plenty of fun after. We're just two peas, aren't we, Cleo? Yes. But your pod is the timeline and mine is the throne. Should you ever want a change of pod, my plane has a second seat in it. As does my throne. Wait, really? No, but I have another throne. The pod is always open. Me pod as Sue pod. I only wish my pod didn't depend on you sitting tight here just as much as yours does. Come on, help me get my flight jacket on. I hate to see you go. I missed you too. I know. Someday, if I miss you too much, I'll fake a snake bite. Send a code your way and come help out in your 20th century. I like this plan. Send the code and I'll come running. You take care of yourself, kid. You too, Amelia Earhart. You too. There goes America's soaring sweetheart, Amelia Earhart, off into the sunset of one epoch and into the sunrise of another history-fixing aeronautical adventure brought to you by Patriot Brand Cigarettes. They're good for your constitution. And now, a word from our sponsor. And now, the Work Juice Corporation proudly presents the Work Juice players and guests in a production of a classic work of adversary dramatics, A Coffee in Winter. Please, please, I beg admittance to your royal person. How now? What's this? Confound your rascally ways! Are we to have no respite from the maundling chatter of our servants? Are we not the king of coffee? Or are we some lackwit fishwife that may be pestered by the royal staff at will? Come, Chamberlain, explain yourself. Uh, dread King, forgive my intrusion, but your royal cousin, his grace, the Duke of Grounds, is without. He comes hotfoot from Creamersbury and craves the boon of audience with your royal majesty. 
Indeed, from Creamersbury. What news has he? Does he bring word from Generica? Most urgently do we desire word of our most trusted and beloved advisor. His grace brings word of Generica, my liege. Stand aside, Chamberlain. I would speak with his majesty. My cousin of grounds, well met. Please, rise. But hold, why come you to my chamber, armored and girt for war? And who is this grim-eyed fellow you bring with you? My king, I'm glad to see you well. May the lord and strong work juice coffee keep you so. This is Thomas, Earl of Filters. My liege. Well met, my lord of Filters. Are you a work juice man? My liege. Of course, thrice daily and unlimited on Sundays, for I am a loyal subject of your majesties and a good Christian too. Ha! Ha! A fine fellow indeed. I welcome you, my lord Filters. How come you, though, to my chambers so armed? Does that posturing rogue, the crown prince of Coco, stir in his mountain fastness and threaten our western marches once again? No, majesty. Our spies tell us the great deceiver has trouble of his own in the north. He's lost much ground to the queen of herbal teas who has bound her diverse flavor profiles under one banner and threatens to come howling out of the frozen wastes before another three harvests have been taken in. It shall be foul Coco's lands this spring, but we all shall pay the ferryman many times o'er before the steamed queen is sent back to the frozen north. The only question is how high the tide of chamomile shall rise before it flows back to the sea. Let her come. She shall dash upon our rocks. Steady spears, stout hearts and bellies full of hot, delicious work juice. Noble words indeed, cousin. But come, let us speak of the here and now. What brings you to my chambers so late? Bring you news of our most beloved servant, Generica, Chancellor of the realm? We bring news, great king. News of perfidy. Villainy, my king. Treason. Treason? Come, speak plainly. What evil has befallen her? Speak, speak! Good, my king, there is naught that has befallen her that is not of her own design. False Generica has betrayed you, liege. What did you say? My lord of Filters, tell his majesty what you told me. Not two nights hence I attended the mustering of the Shire Reeves at the Creamersbury Tithing Hall. And your majesty's chancellor, Generica, did appear before the assembly, charging that she was sent from the capital by your majesty. And so she was. I wax wroth, my lord of filters. I chide you to haste. She did. Before the assembled personages contend that you were switching the kingdom from work juice to another brand of coffee. Ugh, you lie! No, Dread King. I saw myself the sacks upon sacks of false coffee that she had brought into the halls by her retainers, and which, over the protestations of your loyal subjects, she forcibly distributed amongst the assemblage. What? Coffee? Generical brand, my liege. That Italian filth! Inferior in flavor, body, and vigor! She has been ever a servant of two masters. Your Majesty, and before even you, the weasel water beverage of her erstwhile homeland. Impossible! We took her in, clothed her, treated her as a daughter. She was no daughter to you, liege, but a cuckoo laid amongst your royal eggs. No! My Generica would never so besmirch the proud house of work juice. 
What poisoned tongues would drip such venom in mine ears? No poison, your majesty. We are but messengers of these dark tidings. When my lord of filters brought word to my steadings, I hastened to see for myself. There is no doubt that Generica is seizing the yeomanry's work juice stores and replacing them with undrinkable supplies of Generico coffee. No, 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 it cannot be! You lie! Gods! Majesty! Majesty. Seize these traitors! Take them from this place and roast, grind, and stew them at once that our royal heirs may no more be offended by their vile lies. Cousin, no! Begone, vile dissembler! I shall not allow you to drive a wedge between me and my generica. No! Chamberlain! Liege! Who knows how many have been taken in by these vile lies about my dear generica? Saddle my horse! Then use it to go tell my coachman to prepare the royal coach. I ride for Cremersbury, and may God forgive any who besmirch the name of Generica, for mercy have I none. And so, after his servants were rousted from their beds and his household retinue dragged from the warm embrace of their lovers, the great and mighty king set out that very night. For almost a mile behind the royal coach and its retinue of hand-picked guards came the rest of the royal court. All the great and the good were there. Sir Roger Pollock, keeper of the king's thermos. Rafe, Viscount Cafetier, who had done such bloody slaughter amongst the heathens in the great Ovaltine Crusade. And Clare, Marchioness of Instant feared throughout the land as the Grand Inquisitor of the Bean Smellers Persuivant. The great column traveled through the night, and as dawn broke that day, the mighty king was greeted by an unsettling sight. What devilry is this? Driver, halt the carriage. Is all well, Majesty. We are not scheduled for another delicious cup of Your Majesty's Royal Joe for another two hours. It is not Joe for which I stop, good my countrymen. Oh, I am glad. If I have too much before noon, it goes right through me. This hamlet here that stands hard by, what is it named? It is called Dregsford Liege. Where are all the peasants? Liege? It must be five of the clock, and yet none stir from their dank hovels to till the earth for thirteen back-breaking hours to scratch a meagre living from the cruel earth. Where are they? Hmm, indeed. Your Majesty is most perceptive. Uh, Sir Talbot! Master Chamberlain! Take two of your men and bring the headman from this village to speak with his majesty. As you command. Robert McLean. We should have the answer for this unseemly slugger battery soon, Dread King. There is an ill scent upon the air. Mark you it. I do, majesty. Some sickly and unnatural odour that seems to entice at first and then repel upon inspection. Just so. Just so. I tell you, Master Chamberlain, there is something dark and unnatural at work in these lands. First, my own cousin is driven to betray me. Well, we do. Then we find the peasantry still abed and shirking their duties when we all know they love living for 30 odd years of unimaginable toil to ensure I never go short of swan eggs to eat. They are mad for it. 
And now, this foul miasma that pollutes the air and our royal nose and seems to settle a vile film of despair upon everything it touches, I believe we came not a moment too soon. I only hope we have enough time to root out whatever has poisoned our body politic. My liege, the village is half destroyed and deserted entire, save for this one woman and her stupid son. Me and my stupid son are the only ones left, Great King. I like bees. That's enough, Ted. His Majesty don't want to hear all about what you like. Silence. Speak when you are spoken to. No, abate thyself, Sir Talbot. Come, madam, beloved subject, rise and tell me, where are your fellow serfs? Who did this to your peaceful, albeit desperately uncomfortable home? Which it were the village folk themselves, what day it, my liege? What? Why? Well, my liege, when the village alderman came back from the mustering at Creamersbury... Creamersbury? Yes, Majesty. They had gone to the tithing hole, same as usual, to pick up the work juice beans, such as your majesty is kind enough to see delivered to all your loyal subjects. Yes. But when they come back, it was some thin, weak Italian coffee called Generale or something. Generico? That's a stuff like art water, what's been haunted by the ghost of a coffee bean it is. Well, we didn't know it until we brewed it up, see? As soon as a great kettle was swung into place and a coffee poured out, well, there was a riot, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. I saw Davy Gam kick John Potts right in the coin purse. Shut up, Ted! His Majesty don't want to hear about coin purses. Yes, do shut up, Ted. Can it be true? Can our own generica, whom we found washed up on the beach in an old gondola and raised as our daughter... Have betrayed us by peddling vile, disgusting Italian coffee! Well, they burn half the village down. You see, without the soothing power of smooth work juice to keep them toiling so hard they're dead before their 35th birthday, they realised the full horror of their lives and went quite, quite mad. They burned the village and then tore each other to pieces in a frenzy of sex and violence. Who can truly blame them? But how did you survive... uh... Marjorie, Lage. I had managed to save up some wet juice beans to treat young Ted here on the occasion of his fourth birthday. I'm a big boy now. Well, we tucked into our stash and were preserved. We thank you, peasant Marjorie, for all you have told us, though your tale of false coffee is as a dagger to our soul. Here, for your troubles, a new singleton-sized packet of work juice. That should cheer you and your soft patent dependent here. Cool. All that great work juice flavour, but presented in a smaller package that is great for the woman on the go. You are not wrong, Marjorie. Now, we must to Creamersbury and question Generica forthwith! Thank you, Great King. Uh, can I have a lift? Got a sister in Creamersbury. Uh... Oh no, do we have to go to Aunt June's? It smells of milk. Why don't you try further down the royal train? Tell the master of the king's peacocks that I said you could ride in Cornelius's cage. Cor, thank you, your majesty. Shut up, Ted. And so the mighty king and his royal household travelled further along the great road to Creamersbury, and everywhere they went, 
they spied further evidence of the damage wrought by Generica and her Generico brand coffee, which, it has to be said, is truly garbage. Village after village in smoking ruins, the rivers and lakes choked with dead bodies, and there, the gates of Kramersbury hanging, shattered from their hinges. The king, fresh clad in full plate and warlike in his aspect, backed by his royal retinue, strode into the great tithing hall at Cremesbury to confront the false Generica. My king, you have come to look upon the ashes of the dream that was the kingdom of coffee. Generica, why? Why? Why not? Ah, I had not thought of that. As long as you wear the crown, there will be those of us who seek to take it. But I took you in. I raised you. Too well. You made me in your image, and you yourself would never be content to be the second man in Rome. Rome? It's a saying. So this is your gambit, importing low-grade Italian coffee and poisoning my kingdom with it. The old ways are dying. People don't want black coffee with maybe a little cream in it. They want cappuccinos and frappuccinos and stupid flavoured syrups and things. Pa! Fripperies! Flim-flam foolishness! The simple cup of filthy diesel will never be replaced in the hearts of men, no matter how much you may try to ensorcel them with your frothy milk and salted caramels. Can you offer these, your nobles, and the peasantry who plant your crops and raise your dairy? I offer them these, my beans, which, as I shall leave them, shall yield but coffee, strong, black as night, and fierce as gunpowder, constant, true, unchanging. Sir Roger, Viscount Cavetier, won't you taste of my forbidden concoctions? High Inquisitor, surely you must sample my turmeric espresso. Such decadent espresso. Surely it couldn't hurt to try. Sir Roger, wouldst thou deny me so? My mercy is hard won, and my wrath is swift and terrible. Drink. Drink and recognize your new queen. Ah, now that is disgusting foreign filth. <laughs> what? It looks so rich and watery. But, but how could you resist? Ah, ah, ah. You forgot one simple thing, my dear. But what? There is now and evermore only one king of coffee. Herc juice. No. No! Don't you want my spurious additions? Seize her. Mercy, great king! Oh, my child. There can be no mercy for traitors to the crown. You must drink of the final cup. Damn you, then! Look out! She has a handful of cinnamon! <sighs> <laughs> Majesty! Die, old man! Protect the king! I need no protection, noble Sir Roger, for pure, uncut work juice flows through my veins. 
Your tired old coffee will not help you now. Oh. Die, old man! My king! Majesty! And so die all traitors to the crown, all traitors to the coffee. Please, you are wounded. Aye, in body and in soul. Come, bear her up, for though she was a traitor, she was still my daughter. She shall have a burial that so befits her. Throw her body in a ditch and stick her head on a pike at the city gates. Just do it nice, you know. It shall be done, Majesty. Now come, all you who are loyal, kneel and swear thy fealty to the one true copy. Work juice or death. 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 And so ends the tragic tale of the King of Coffee and the false Generica. You loyal subjects of his majesty, where'er you may be, remember, reject Generico brand coffee where'er you see it. Heed God's will and mine, and in a clear voice cry, Work juice or death! Brought to you by Work Juice. Silence! But yea, it is true. That's all for today's episode of the Thrilling Adventure Hour Treasury. Amelia Earhart, Fearless Flyer, All's Pharaoh in Love and War, was written by Jen Van Meter and starred Autumn Reeser, Sujana Day, Maria Blasucci, Annie Savage, and Hal Loveland. The King of Coffee, A Coffee in Winter, was written by Humphrey Carr and starred Paul F. Tompkins, Janet Varney, Mark Gagliardi, Humphrey Carr, Daniel Taylor, Annie Savage, and John Ennis. And me, I'm Hal Lublin. Today's episode featured new musical themes and arrangements by Jordan Katz. The Thrilling Adventure Hour Treasury is a production of the Forever Dog Podcast Network, produced and engineered by Brett Bowen, Joe Celio, and Alex Ramsey. For more of the Thrilling Adventure Hour Treasury, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash thrilling adventure hour and get exclusive access to our entire back catalog complete libraries of classic segments, bonus content, merch discounts, and more. See you next time on the Thrilling Adventure Hour, Treasury. 